Good morning, church. So glad to be with you this morning from our Family Life Center and looking forward to some great announcements about that for Pastor Mark at the end of the service. The vision we have for the church is just tremendous. And uh, for the church members, you probably didn't expect me to see me again this week. I'm sorry, here I am, but we're going to go ahead and go into the Faith Over Fear uh, one last week. And this is the Mother's Day edition. Y'all, y'all have seen the programs where they do the special edition. This is the Mother's Day edition of uh, Faith Over Fear, obviously because it's Mother's Day. And uh, the last few weeks we've been looking at some key scriptures, 2 Timothy 1.7, For God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And then we looked at peaked in the second week in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verses uh, 1 and 2. Now faith is the assurance of things um, hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. For by it, the people of, of old received their co- uh, commendation. And last week, y'all were stuck with me, and I brought in from uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, Despising, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And, uh, we, we looked at, we looked at, um, if I, if I feared more, I would love more both, uh, God and people. Now, last week I forgot to give some credits to my friends, Lindsay, my friend Lindsay and Adrienne, former cheerleaders who, who did this. I did not do these nice little things. But yeah, so if I, if I, if I feared more, I would love more both, both God and, and people. And then if I feared, I feared less that, that I would that I would love more both God and people. And then we talked about it really what what really is important. Who is the object of our faith? Now, my object my object uh, poster has been a little bit helped. My grandson was there after the sermon, and he kind of helped me color it. So, <clears throat> Lindsay, Adrian, all respect, but I think he he made it a lot nicer here. Okay, so uh, thanks, Lennox, for your help with that. But we we talked about the object of our faith. And the object of our fear that, that it should be the Lord. And as a result of that, we could see peace in our lives and, and see him uh, bringing forth faith over fear. So uh, this morning in the Mother's Day edition, I want to start with um, in, in, in Luke chapter 1. We're going to look at about 10 verses here. Well, actually 12 verses, if I can count. Verses 26 through 38 in Luke chapter 1. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin... Uh, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was, and you know it, Mary. And uh, he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored Lord, O favored one. The Lord is with you. So this is Gabriel talking to Mary. But she was greatly troubled at the saying. So she maybe a little fear, apprehension kind of coming up there a little bit. And uh, she tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And it looks like the angel Gabriel discerned that there may have been some fear, apprehension that Mary was <clears throat> dealing with. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now, what an incredible statement there. Can you imagine the angel coming forth and saying to you, um, uh, do not be afraid, you have found favor with God. And behold... This is going on in verse uh, 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord will give to him the throne of the father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. 
and in the kingdom there will be no end. Now, now, now here, this is the angel speaking to Mary. Can you, I don't know about you, but in the midst of that saying that this is what's going to happen to me, I, I'm glad the angel said, do not fear, but I think, I think it would be welling up in me if it were, if it were me. And then, so Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? Obvious question there, right? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy, the son of God. So again, Mary, you're going to bear the son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, um, who was, who was also, she was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. So he makes this statement, nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. So, so whatever fear, whatever apprehension, whatever these things that the angel Gabriel was saying to her might have been welling up in her, this is what she said. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So you could see here that Mary... Um, her, the object of her faith was God because she, in, 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 oh, in, to me, these would be very tense conversation because look, this is what the angel's saying. Mary, it's going to be your responsibility to raise God's son. Think about that for a second, y'all. It's going to be your responsibility. Now, and most scholars, most biblical scholars, all these people believe that he, she was in her teenage years. Now, I think teenagers long ago were a little bit more, um, adult than they are today, but still, teenage woman, you're going to be responsible for raising God's son. And not only that, God's son is going to be a perfect son. She took the responsibility for raising a perfect son. Now, y'all, I don't know about you, but that, okay, parenting is tough. I'm a parent. And you're going to raise a perfect child. Okay, I mean, no one's experienced that. Well, except maybe my mother. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my, my, my siblings are saying no, not, not you. But, um, no, uh, can you imagine? You're gonna be raising a perfect son. Can you imagine the challenges? You're gonna be raising God's son. I, I can't imagine. And if there would be anybody that would be wanting, probably dealing with some fear as a result of that, some angst, some apprehension, some, Man, what am I going to do? I think it, Mary has the definite right to be there, right? Um, and then she watched that perfect son die for, for you and for me. Talk about faith over fear. Do you think she had a reason to fear, y'all? Do you think it might have been a little tougher then you and I have it, those that are parents, those that are maybe now grandparents, those that are just living your daily life. Do you think it would have been a little bit tough to hear those words and, and deal with that? I'm Just to kind of go through some things here. After being told she would be the mother of, of, of Jesus, this is what Mary said in Luke 146. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. She She had the right object of her faith was the Lord. My soul magnifies the Lord. And then after the shepherds and the wise men came to visit the infant Jesus, um, it says this about Mary in Luke 2, 19, that Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, probably getting the right object of her faith settled in her own heart. Um, she, she was doing that very thing and, and amazed at what was going on. And then remember, remember Mary and Joseph understood that 
people wanted to take Jesus out. I mean, remember Herod, and they had to take all those actions, and they were listening to the Lord, and they were acting in faith. Um, and then Mary was actually at the cross. In John 19, 25, we get a sneak peek of that, where, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister. Can you imagine? Can you just, I mean, just think about that. And the amount of faith, the amount of, uh, of, of belief in the Lord, the amount of trust in the Lord that obviously had to be there for Mary to not allow fear and, and anxiety and, and, and whatever may come as a parent that's just natural as a parent to come upon her. Um, and then, 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 then amazingly, following the resurrection in Acts chapter 1, um, we see her devoting herself to prayer. It says in Acts 1, 14, it says, All these with one accord, it wasn't a Honda accord, by the way, um, were of devoting themselves to prayer. Together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Mary chose to have great faith in the Lord. She had to have great faith. Think about her situation again. Y'all, y'all just try to comp, just, just, just comprehend just a little bit her situation. It blows my mind to think about it. Perfect son of God. And I'm raising him. And then I'll see him die and resurrected as my savior. But the first one to be there in prayer to him. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, it, it's, it's for my brain, it's unfathomable. Um, a great opportunity for fear. But faith for Mary prevailed over fear because of the object of her faith. Now, let's think about the high esteem the Lord puts in a mother. Um, this is kind of where I'm going to uh, transition a little bit to the Mother's Day edition of this faith over fear. Sip- simply stated, um, we would not be here without a mother. Now, that's two things. For those that have put their trust in Christ and you know God and you, you are a Christ follower, you would not be here today if it had not been for Mary who, who, ex- who chose faith over fear and allowed the opportunity for the Son of God to be raised in her household and, um, to, to birth Him and, and all those things there. So we would not be in the faith without that mother. But also, obviously, without our mother, we would not be here. Um, and if our Lord chose a, mo- a woman, a mother, to bear the Savior of the world, I want to encourage you to discover your own mother. In other words, let's take some time to discover our own mother. Um, and this is the kind of the way I put it. Let's discover our mother and love her. Let's discover our mother and love her. It's Mother's Day. We should think about our mothers. I uh, want to accentuate that mothers, I, w- I want to just, you know, let, let us know that mothers are to be honored. I mean, we, we see the example of Mary, um, and we want to have the opportunity to bless and pray for mothers. So, but before I go there, so this is what I know. There's a painful reality in the room where you guys are watching. For some of you, it's very painful. Um, some of you kind of just, some of us, we tolerate Mother's Day. Um, you may be sitting there watching and hearing me saying some let's honor mothers and you're thinking, nah, it's the last thing on my mind to honor my mother. Um, you have no real affection towards your mother. 
you, you actually feel like you have great justification to disregard your mother. Um, maybe she hurt you. Maybe she forsook, forsook you. Maybe she just doesn't make any sense to you. And I, y'all, I'm not, I'm not saying this to ignore the pain that some of you may be battling. I want to acknowledge though, in the midst of that, the importance God places on a mother. Um, for all of humanity, mothers have fought for the existence of their children, like Mary did. Look back to Exodus chapter 2. There's a great example of this. Again, a faith over fear, where the leaders of Egyptians, the, the Pharaoh was concerned that about the population growth of Israel in his Egyptian land and was afraid that, you know, because of this large population that they would at some point realize, man, we outrank, we outnumber these people and we're going to take over Egypt and obliterate them. So there was, and that's probably not the right, right way to say that word, but okay, you get what I'm saying, take over, um, rebel. And Pharaoh was concerned about that. So he thought, well, the way to take care of that is let's make sure that no more men are allowed to live and he made a decree that the young men would be killed but the, the the women would be allowed to live obviously they can um get rid of the men and we don't have to worry about this overtaking right and so um one mother moses's mother decided to, ha- to choose to have faith over fear in that situation and do what she could to protect moses's life and as a turn of events became forward that while putting moses in the uh, Euphrates there, what happened was Pharaoh's daughter found this little baby crying. It was Moses. Eventually ended up adopting uh, Moses. Now, to me, that's faith over fear. And I will say this. Today's mothers are fa- fighting the same battle. I, I experienced this. Some of you know I work in an organization called Skylark that's there for women who are facing unplanned pregnancies. And, and many of them are 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 fearful and and don't know what to do and unfortunately some of them choose fear over faith in the lord i mean in our day and age if 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 you're in the audience this morning and 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 you were born after 1973 and y'all born after 1973 in 1973 our our federal government made it possible for any woman who chose you know we say they don't want to legislate morality in our country but it that that was a legislation of morality that said from that point forward if a woman faces an unplanned pregnancy she could choose to terminate her child. And so any of you folks born after 1973, you actually owe your parents in the United States probably a little additional thank you because you had an, a choice to abort me, to remove me. Um, but I want you to know that, that in God's kingdom, mothers are placed on a special pedestal. Um I want to look at a few scriptures that, that, that affirm this. If you didn't already see it with the life of Mary, if you didn't already see it with the life that, that spared Moses' life, that mothers are on a special pedestal by, by God. I've got a couple other scriptures here. I'm not going to look at all, but I might just give the reference and leave it for, for y'all to look it up. But, um, there's in Genesis 21 and 18 and Proverbs 30, 17. Here's Proverbs 30, 17. The eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother will be picked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by the vultures. <coughs> Pretty high esteem for a mother that basically saying, we need to obey our mama, right? And then in Proverbs 30, 11, it says, implies that we should bless our mothers. We, we should uh, be a blessing and bless them. And then in uh, Psalm 35, 14, that we're to mourn 
our mothers at their death. And then in Exodus 21, 15, we're, we're warned not to strike our mother, to, to, to not, not to touch our mother in a way that would be harmful. And then we're encouraged in Proverbs 20, 22, to not curse our mother. And then uh, advise not to rob her in Proverbs 28, 24. And then in uh, Proverbs 19, 26, we're admonished to, to not chase her away, which is interesting, not to chase her away. And then in Leviticus 18, 7, we're, we're warned to not bring her shame, that, that our life should not bring her shame, our, our dealing should not bring her shame. And then in uh, Deuteronomy 27, 16, we're encouraged to not ridicule or dishonor our mother. And in Proverbs 1, 8 and Proverbs 30, 17, again, we're, we're encouraged or cautioned to not forsake her instruction. And then in Leviticus 19, 3, which has to do with the Ten Commandments, and Proverbs 20, 12, which has to do with the Ten Commandments, we're encouraged to honor, to fear, and respect our mother. And actually, Jesus himself focused on that, those thoughts in um, Matthew 15, 4, where he said, For God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. So obviously Jesus felt very strongly about honoring her mother. That word honor in the Hebrew, the Hebrew text that we we looked at is the word kabod. It's weighty, noteworthy, impressive. That's some of the thoughts that are, that, 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 that we should treat a person with responsibility, with authority, that they deserve honor, they deserve respect. They deserve attention and obedience. So that's the, the Hebrew thought of that word honor. The Greek thought in the New Testament, tamaho, honor to access value to if God venerate, uh, if God venerate or worship. So we're to honor or assess value to them. Honor or assess value to that person. So through these passages of scriptures, through what we saw with the life of Mary, through what we saw with Moses' mama, um, we see that there's this this um, thread throughout the Bible that that communicates that God honors our mothers, that there is a definite plan for mothers. Um, it's obvious we aren't here without mom, but there's some other thoughts that are associated with that. So to me, it, it, it brings up a few questions. H- how do we think about our mother? Do we honor? Um for those that have children, what do you present to your children about your mother? And I'm asking myself the same question. What do I present to my children? What do I present to my grandchildren? Um, what do you present to them about our mother? Is it some of these high and lofty things that the Lord is kind of communicating about how a mother should be honored and respected? Um, another obvious question. Is there nothing good at all about your mother? Is there nothing good at all about your mother? And unfortunately, I do because I've, I've been been a Christ follower for a little while, and I've helped people for a little while. I know, as you're watching and wherever you're watching, um, there's some. When I ask, "Is there nothing good at all about your mother?" In your mind, you're saying, "No, there is nothing good. All you feel is pain." All you feel is hurt. All you feel is rejection. Now, I'll be honest. I can't. I can't understand that fully. I I, I can empathize. And I have um, 
feelings for you in having that caustic rage towards your mother. And I, and I, I welcome the thought that that's where you are. I don't dismiss the thought. Um, but in my, in my opinion, my humble opinion, um, the Lord wants more for you than to be bound up by those past pains that you experienced. The Lord wants more for you than for you to be bound up with these past pains that are making you feel like there's nothing good about my mom. Matter of fact, here at Christian Renewal, um, we believe that God does not want any of us, not, not one of us, to be bound up with pains, rage, bitterness, hurt, or any type, type of unforgiveness from our past. Uh, we believe it's God's vision that you find freedom from your past. And that would be a past that might be full of hurts from your mother. Now, we believe the best place for that to happen is in, in, a, in a small group where, where you could be personal with each other and kind of talk through those past situations and, and deal with those past situations. And our pastors are also standing by. Our pastors are standing by ready to help you. Uh, Pastor Mark mentioned those connect cards and those would be a place where you can mention that you need some help with those past situations so we can help you bring freedom to that situation. Um, the, the bottom line is because of what I've, how I've seen the Lord work in the hearts of many people who've experienced some hurtful things in their past from their mother or hurtful things from their past in other situations, what I know is that you can find freedom. And that's what our heart at Christian Renewal. We want you to find freedom. Even more than our desire for you to find freedom, I, I know the Lord wants for you to experience His freedom. The Lord wants you to be free. Free from the hurt, free from the pain, free from the whatever it's been that's caused you to say, when I ask you, is there anything good about your mom? And you said, no, there's nothing good about my mom. There, there's a, there's a, there's a hurt there. There's a pain there that where you need to find freedom. And the Lord wants to del- deliver that freedom. You may have some issues of unforgiveness that need to be dealt with concerning your mother. And I, I know I don't personally understand the pain, but the Lord does. And, and a small group of people that you can confide in and talk to will, will help with that. Our pastors are prepared to, to we're, we're, we're prepared to help you to find freedom. The Lord wants you to experience His freedom. He wants your mother to experience true freedom too. And this is the, the hard thing. I want to understand that whatever the pain, whatever the hurt, and I, I'm not trying to excuse the pain and hurt that your mother delivered, but I believe there's also freedom, redemption, reconciliation, opportunities for your mother. So I, 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 what I'm saying is let's not lock the Lord up. Let's not lock the Lord up in the box of your pain. Let's not lock the Lord up. Oh, excuse me. Let's not lock the, 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 your mother up in the box of your pain. Now, I realize for some that maybe your mom died and those are past hurts that you didn't deal with before she, she passed away, but we could talk through that. We could get you to a place, I believe the Lord wants to get you to a place of freedom. Let's, let's believe like Mary believed. Because the angel of the Lord speaking to her, 
for nothing will be impossible with God. God can redeem and bring freedom to your life. God can do some amazing things in your mother's life. Let's not put God in a box and say that, you know what, I, I'm going to choose to forgive, but she can, she can rot. Let, 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 no. Let's go to a place of let's see where God could bring healing to both you and to her. And I know it's complicated. I know I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just preaching a few minutes here and I can't get into some details. But I just want to encourage you to, to, to ask the Lord. I just want to encourage you to, to get before the Lord and, and let the Lord deal with your heart. I want you to get to the place where you with the Lord can honor and respect and bless a mother. Because they're important. We wouldn't be here without them. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul would not have been able to, to, to um, uh, say these words if he did not think that, that, that we can... In other words, if, if Paul did not think we could experience freedom, Paul would not have said these words in Philippians uh, 4, 8, and 9, where he said, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely... Whatever's of good repute, if there's any excellence, anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and God of peace will be with you. Our Lord wants us to experience freedom. Our Lord wants us to be able to discover our mother and love her. And I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for Everybody that's joining us this morning, our church members, those that may be just visiting. I've seen some of you folks visiting from all over the nation. I I, I thank you, Lord, for bringing them to our service in the midst of our current cultural situation. And Father, I, I, I thank you for every person that's viewing this morning. Some have some, have their mom in their proper perspective. And, and, and even as I'm preaching, I'm saying, Lord, do a work in me to make sure that I'm honoring my mother. And Lord, where I'm not, create in me, a, as, this, as, as uh, David said in the Psalms, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not from thy presence, O Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Lord, put me in a position where I can, where I can trust you to bring healing, to bring forgiveness, to take whatever's in the past and, Lord, move in our heart to at least respect our mama because she took she, she, she birthed us. She, she loved us enough to birth us. I mean, that's, that, that, that's not enough. That's, I mean, we would not have our life without that. So I want to help us, Lord, to be in, in that position and that we could put faith in you over the fear of, of what if things change and what if mom changes and I've got to adjust my heart. Lord, deal with our hearts in that way. And Lord, I do want to thank you for every mother that is with us and will view this. I want to thank you for them. I want to thank you for their sacrifices. I want to thank you for what they've done for us. And Lord, we want to just honor them and bless them. And we just love you, Lord. And thank you for putting us in a position where we can truly say um, we're going to discover our mother and we're going to love her with all of our heart. And we give you praise for that in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, if you're watching this morning and, and this is just foreign to you and you 
you just don't feel like you can even take those steps, I'd, I'd want to encourage you one more time. Please fill out one of those Connect cards and let us, let us have the opportunity to follow up with you and support you and encourage you. But I do want to pray um, the high priestly blessing uh, over you. And, um, and, and I thank you for en- enduring me for week two of Faith Over Fear, um, the Mother's Day edition. So I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. I pray the, pray the Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And I pray the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. Look forward to seeing you in person and giving you a big old squeeze. God bless you.